0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Skill Collector podcast. I'm back at Civilization after being away for five days. Uh, So basically what happened is I'm I'm in a a summer program right now, which includes a survival weekend. And basically they let us do all sorts of crazy stuff without telling us in the fans what it was. It was uh, slightly annoying, uh, that part, but it was also actually quite awesome. Um, There are a couple of things that I think are really useful that translate to outside of this weekend, where we were put under very much of a psychological and physical stress. So first off, when we, uh, we were told to go to San Francisco not knowing what was going to happen, and to meet our, our leaders at a certain pier, uh, which had a submarine next to it, and we were told we were going to be sleeping in that World War II submarine for the night. Uh, nobody expected this of course And we, we got a whole big tour It was it was really really awesome But this tour And this, this activity actually is usually for kids uh, We had to sign some waivers Which basically Included a lot of lines about how our parents Needed to give us permission That we were allowed to do this What I see as the lesson from that Is that kids activities can actually be quite fun Regardless of whether you're an adult I would never have looked for an activity like this, but I'm really happy that through our program we got to do this. I mean, how many people get to say that they slept on a floating a Second World War submarine? So yeah, so first thing, kids' activities can actually be quite fun regardless of how old you are. And that translates to a lot of things. Um, second thing is, the next morning we are told to walk to the Golden Gate Bridge, which, which was a, a bit of a walk, but we managed. And please note that at this point, we're carrying everything that we need for for the coming survival week. We're carrying some of our food, tents, sleeping bags, everything. So it's not entirely comfortable to walk for long periods of time. And at the base of the Golden Gate Bridge, we have a little break, thinking that maybe we'll get picked up by a bus or something. And our instructor goes, alright, let's go, got your stuff. And we're walking over the bridge. And my feet hurt, I was tired, everyone's feet hurt, everyone was tired, and we walked off the Golden Gate Bridge, and as fun as it was, it kind of sucked to have to walk so far. Lesson from that, the best stories can suck the moment that you do whatever the story's about. Um, a little anecdote based on uh, regarding that is when I was in Shanghai with my cousin. In case you ever to this: Hey, Charlie, what's up? Um, we were on our way back, <laughs> and uh, we, we booked a youth hostel, but uh, they they messed up the dates, meaning that we had no place to stay, and we'd spent all of our money over the over the months prior to that. So basically, we ended up sleeping on the street. We we bought some food and we got a little corner put our stuff down there It's like behind a little metro station and we fell asleep right there I mean I couldn't really fall asleep for some reason My like, I was just stuck like a log there was a security guy who kept poking his head around the corner to see if these two strange western guys sleeping on the street weren't up to something uh, clandestine um so yeah at the moment that was sucky next day we were very tired but this is always a fun story to tell um, when you're uh, drinking a good glass of wine. Okay, so yeah, one, kids' activities can actually be fun for us, two, good stories can suck in the present. Three, that's a very interesting one. There are good and bad people in unexpected places. We um, After the Golden Gate Bridge, we got an address to go to, and we're not told how to get there. That was entirely up to us. So one of our team members, Anna, hi Anna, thank you, uh, got us a, a, a lift. We were hitchhiking. And, you know, the guy seemed nice. We get in. We're all happy. And we're like, oh, such a good person to drive us around. Middle of the drive, he goes, well, actually, I'm not taking you all the way there. I'm just going to put you down in this this little town right here, uh, which gives uh, some strange looks uh, uh, exchanging between us and the car. Um, actually, uh, one, one of our team members, Jimmy, uh, sort of got uh, semi-groped by the guy a second before. He seemed to have something uh, for leaders. Uh, Jimmy was the team leader for the day. Um, so yeah, that was strange. We thought that was a, it was a nice guy, but it uh, ended up actually not being uh, not being a very good ride for two. We, we ended up at this uh, station, a bus station. Uh, bus not being a good idea since you know it wouldn't arrive at the actual spot where we needed to go. So we checked out cab drivers, and. I would personally assume the cab drivers are, you know, it's their job to drive people, so they're out for some money, which is fair. And when we talked to the cab drivers and, uh, and, and told them where we need to go, actually the guy started, uh, he was rather strange but really nice, started to talk about how he thought that all people should care about the generation below them, and that, um, the younger generation. And he gave us a really, really good deal. He basically got I don't know, 30% off on, on quite a drive, and the lady that was driving us was actually happy to do so, even at a discount. Um, so yeah, good people and bad people in unexpected places. Then the next one is, um, <laughs> my family friends will know, is, is quite interesting to me. Being away from technology can hurt. You're used to everything, to having a fridge. To having a laptop, to having a cell phone, and sometimes people will tell you, you know, don't take all that for granted. Actually, probably no one has even told you that, but some people might. Um, we had to do a lot of things that for me seem very basic. We had to navigate around, we got a, we got a couple of targets uh, in the dark. We had to do this, and of course, we didn't have a GPS, nobody had a cell phone on or whatever. We could have the compass. Now, I sort of know how to do this. Um, as did our team, we managed to sort of get lost and then found our way again, and actually we ended up being the second team on the, on the finish line. But just having that experience of, without technology, needing to do something so basic, so daily, and trekking through territory you don't know. Um, actually, we almost thought we got attacked by a mountain lion, but it turned out it was actually a glow stick. Very dramatic moment. Um, so yeah, Being away from technology can hurt, and I encourage you to try out to have a couple of days without technology just to see what it's like. And the next one ties into this. Being away from technology can actually feel really good. As we were trekking through, um, well, I wouldn't say mountains, but large hills there, Nobody had any technology on them. I mean, I have my little Fitbit tracker to track how many steps we took. Just for the record, we walked walked 93 kilometers, which I believe is about 60 miles. Um, And it's actually a really liberating experience to not have a connection to anything but the present moment. And to experience your surroundings, to experience your training, is an amazing feeling. So as much as it can hurt being away from technology, it can actually feel pretty damn great. Then people act differently under stress. Now this seems like such a basic and, you know, kind of duh kind of thing. Of course they do. But you don't really realize how much it will impact you and the people you work with. I mean, we get put under, you no. Know, Pretty decent amounts of stress, a little, you know, only very little sleep, walking a lot, having a limited amount of food, being in a close space with your team, and you really see differences in the way people behave. Now, I, I volunteer together with um, with a girl called Kirsten. We call her KK. Uh, hi, KK. In case you ever listen to this, um, we volunteer to take care of the mess hall, so where we make our food and have breakfast and, and, and dinner. And it's very interesting to see how, in the morning, after a day of of a short night, and at night, after a long day of walking and intense activities, how people act differently than before we left on survival Weekend. so in civilization, where everything was actually far more comfortable than we'd like to admit. And, you know, of course we won't name any names, but it was very interesting to see the differences in people And there are some people I know that if I ever get to work with them, I'll be the luckiest person ever because they're dependable no matter what. And some people will have to be slightly more careful with, which doesn't make them bad people, but is an interesting lesson to take out of survival Weekend. So if ever you're going to work in a project with a number of people, take them out on survival training. Observe them. You know, you're probably going to be miserable yourself, but have a look and what they behave like under this kind of simulated stress. Because that is the way that they're going to behave in a stressful situation in your project as well. Then the next lesson is actually quite close to this one. Um a good team a good team makes the difference. So my team is awesome. We had very smooth moments, we had rather challenging moments, but the way that we interacted with each other this week was awesome. We worked together, we helped each other, and there were only very few moments where miscommunication um, caused us some trouble. Now, one activity where that was very clearing was being was paintball. Actually, we got trained by uh, by a world class paintball uh, paintball instructor, uh, who, by the way, shoot and shot everyone up in, in the last round. Um, but he taught us. Actually, our, our other instructor taught us to communicate during playing the game. The, the first round, we were just sort of going at it as, as you would play paintballs as an amateur, just sort of shooting around. We, we actually had a strategy. We were defending certain spots, but we weren't communicating within our team. We were taught how to, which basically just makes it consists out of you shouting very loudly in a slightly military fashion. But the way that that improved our communication, we were able to hold a position on a hill that actually was um, uh, broken by the other teams. So we thought it was an easily defendable position because we uh, we actually defended it at some point without bullets. We communicated in such a way that we created the illusion to the other team that we still had any, had any rounds. Um, but yeah, the next teams had much more trouble defending that position, partially because they weren't communicating as much as we were. So yeah, a good team makes a difference. Now, related more to the actual survival part, there's one rule that I want you to remember in case of a zombie apocalypse. That is the rule of threes. Uh, The basic principles of survival are really simple. And the rule of threes is is a good basic for it. It goes like this. Um, You can survive three hours without shelter. Shelter from the elements, rain, wind, cold, sun, etc. You can survive three days without water. You can survive three weeks without food. So your first priority is to get shelter. After that's your priority, get water, and then food. And, you know, they might be off by some hours or half a day or whatever, depending on who you are and then what your, your body's like. But in general, this is true. <laughs> And this basically shows how the basics of survival are actually quite simple. I mean, we, we built our own shelters and we slept in them. And we, we got trained in some of the basics, but the details, they're not simple at all. and require far more training. But in the spirit of Tim Ferriss's 80-20 approach, the basics can be enough to keep you alive. So remember the rule of threes whenever something bad happens. Then, one thing that really touched me, um, your food comes from somewhere. The activity that we had to do at some point, um, involved preparing our own food. And I'm not talking about vegetables. Um, I mean, I cook a lot, people, people know that. We were asked to kill a chicken. And I've seen it done before. But doing it yourself, and preparing that, and then eating it, gives you an entirely different experience of what it is you're eating when you buy that chicken meat in the supermarket. And I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it is an interesting experience that I've had, especially since, you know, we consume quite a bit of meat every year. I never really think about where it comes from. Or maybe we do, but there's an entire difference between seeing a little YouTube video about how, how this process is done and holding the knife yourself. Um, then, two rules related to each other the last two. One, what you think is your limit might just be a plateau. So, we walked a lot. And I suck at walking. Or at least I did. And there's something interesting our instructor said at the end during our feedback round. He said he loved seeing us break through our plateaus. And what I mean with plateaus is just the moment that you, you give your all, and you're at a certain level, and you're like, this is all I can do. And it turns out if you keep pushing, then that's not your limit. That is just a little... Uh, if you imagine a graph, that's just a little flat part. You have to push through, after which you go up even further. But you have to push through that perceived limit. So the first day, of, I, I hated the walk. I'm ter- it was terrible. By day three, I, you know, when an instructor would say, you know, let walk for two miles, that sounded like a, a little garden stroll. And the rest of the teams experience this as well. <laughs> we're actually talking about it how you know at the first day people are like, you know, you have to walk one or two miles to get to the lake where you're gonna be building a boat. And everyone starts saying, Oh oh my gosh, one or two miles walking and you know, day three is one or two miles and, and everyone's like, Oh oh good, that we're almost home and you know it, it it all goes very smoothly. So yeah, your limit will be your plateau and the moment you push through, you'd be surprised at what you can manage then the last rule you will live in some situations you'll feel like dying sleeping very little walking very much etc etc but you'll survive you might feel miserable in the moment you might be sleeping outside getting cold you might be getting up slightly dizzy from sleep deprivation it'll suck in the moment what you will live. You'll get through it. Um, And remember that when you're in a situation that challenges you, you'll live. So yeah, that's that's some of the things that that I personally took away from the survival week that I think would translate to daily life for a lot of people. So a quick run through. One, kids' activities can actually be quite fun. doesn't matter what what age you are. Two, good stories often suck in the present. Three, there are good and bad people in unexpected places. Four, being away from technology can hurt. And five, being away from technology can feel really, really good. Six, people act differently under stress. And remember that when you work together with them. Seven, a good team makes the difference. Eight, the basics of survival are simple. The details are not, but the basics might be enough to keep you alive. In this case, the rule of threes. Nine, your food comes from somewhere. That chicken meat you're eating was a live chicken. And don't shy away from that. Don't be a hypocrite. Think about that. Ten, what you perceive as a limit might actually be a plateau, and if you push through, you'll be surprised at what you're capable of after. And lastly, you'll live even if you feel like dying. Okay, fair enough. If you've got a gunshot wound, maybe go to a doctor. But, you know. So thank you very much for listening to this. And the next couple of podcasts will return to some of my usual topics. But uh, after Survival Weekend, I felt it was useful to, uh, to share this with you. Now, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe on iTunes, um, follow on Twitter, and like us on Facebook, and hope to see you next time.